0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Where's the Fire podcast. Today, Optic got s- uh, second place at their major in Texas, and I have a lot to say about that. And also, um, Elements has entered Rainbow Six, and we're doing really good in Call of Duty. So a lot to go, a lot going on. <coughs> Sorry, I'm also smoking. Excuse the coughing. Nothing new, though, but... Uh, freaking... The... First day of the tournament. Optic go up against Boston Breach and get... Freaking demolished by Beans and the last s d going 17 kills. And big props to beans of course dude came from child challengers replaced that no ice motherfucker z- z- Zenny. he's he's on optic now as a content creator but dude has zero uh, uh, zero fucking ice he was in the league for like what 12, 12 years a Ele- 11 years only won two tournaments i mean the dude has zero 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 fucking ice but besides that, you know, the guy came in, he beat Optic and he sent us to l- losers bracket, but after that, um, o- Optic went on to be the London Royal Ravens which was close and, you know, good on them because they, they fought well. And they they beat Seattle Surge, they beat FaZe Clan, they beat Boston again. <coughs> They're just going through all the teams. Because when you're in the losers bracket. You basically have to go from the bottom up. And you go through every single team damn near. Because every single team that's not in those two spots in the winners bracket meets you down there. And one other team might eliminate a team. But for the most part, you run into everyone down there. So, we just saw a complete turnaround from what optic was you know during the qualifiers they went from beating phase clan and just clinching a winner's bracket spot just clinching it by a second to um making a losers run all the way to grand finals just like ellie thieves did the major before That They didn't win, but the losers runs are impressive. They are great to watch and for optic to go down a first round and to find the grit and perseverance to Battle their way all the way into grand finals beating Faze clan in the losers Final It is, um, it gives me high confidence. It gives me high hopes for the team. I really hope, uh, the addition of Dan Ghosty works out in the long run. It looks great right now. And, um, I mean, I think they did the right choice, replacing Nilly, getting rid of Rambo. I might be in a small group when I say that, but, you know, Rambo has a great mind of the game that would be good for another team just not this team that is just stubborn talented and just fucking r- raw you know it's just d- different you know like there th- there is not a right w- way to play this game until you get into a ob- objective base play for the mo- most part You're using uh, a sound EQ online, and you know you're basically just waiting for footsteps, and you know there's really not a lot to be played there. So your gun skill really comes into fruition because a lot of the a lot of the engagements are already pre-heard and. And the opponent is 9 times out of 10 already set up for your push or grenade throw or rotation. Because, you know, the, the game itself caters to the casual. It's created a meta with the help of the pros. They've created a rank meta off of their decisions in the league. So... You know I really have high hopes for optic going forward and I really do think that um they're gonna win champs that's just a a personal opinion and but you know Toronto ultra is great I'm not a Toronto ultra hater at, at all you know I thought they got exposed and I didn't think they were gonna make it to championship Sunday respectfully and, um, you know, I, I, you know, I thought they were a favorite until I saw them lose to Las Vegas Legion and the online qualifiers. And I, I thought they got exposed after that, but, you know, who really got exposed was, um, F-Face Clan and their hard points and Optic in that, uh, game f- four S&D on the grand finals. So there's definitely a lot of stuff to be going through for a lot of teams these coming weeks. I mean, I, I can't wait for the qualifiers again. But, you know, I know these guys got to get back in the lab, take their breaks, get their shit done, go see their families and all that. But it was a good week in the COD. And, you know, I'm just really happy that, um, yeah a like, like I said um I'm happy they replaced Illy. I think El was a great fundamental player but I also believe he has a huge ego and he had this I, I believe he had the sole intention of being the the in-game l- leader and all around. Like w- one of the the big voices in the group, and I think there was a power shift. I think the power dynamic sh- shift in Dashi's favor, and I believe that there were demands made so Dashi could come back, and you know can't can't uh you know clarify these things I can't you know I'm not gonna sit there and say they're true but I really think that you know you know the the whole organization took a bet on Dashi, and I think it was a smart one because I do believe Illy got way over his head I do believe that um he's not he shouldn't like he should be a, a gunner in an optic he should not be making the rules you know setting the standard you know you know that's a that's um that that's a spot for 30 time champion you know not for like illy and i just feel like I just feel like with that fucking, like, in that fucking ego that we saw, and, you know, the ego also shows when he doesn't stream, he doesn't do AIDS, he's not active in the community, we only see revenge tweets, there's no, there's no, um, you know, there's, from, uh, from an outside perspective, there doesn't seem to be any positive, energy there any positive anything there and you know him being on a team I, I feel like is a detriment to the, the players that want to flourish as a team so I believe it was smart to get him out and R- R- Rambo same thing I believe he wanted to run the team his way and with all due respect uh, those p- players understand and know the game better than him so you know I believe he wanted to replace Dashy and I think hex realized that he's coming from a good place but he's dead fucking wrong and he's making bad decisions because he's in one area in there in another so I believe that hex had the, the same mindset as a lot of us in the green wall have because you know I, I you know and I'll be the first one to say it. I think a lot of us old school green wall fans wanted Scump to retire and we wanted him to be a content creator because that's what we've always wanted out of the guy we were so happy when he was you know winning all those tournaments and being the greatest, but we always wanted to see content scum, you know, that's what we've always wanted. ever since Black Ops 3, I, I loved that content, you know, that content was awesome and he stopped doing it for a long time because of competing, and you know, content scum is the, the, the shit so, happy to see that shit happening, and happy to see this team come together with Hook and Ghosty and All these guys, it's really good stuff, man. Shotzi is amazing. Dude needs to get out the water and hydroelectric. He needs to learn how to change his pace, you know, play off his spawns, you know, and just like if you die three, four times in the water, you need to tell yourself that the enemy has. figured you out and you need to reassert yourself because they're reading you and that's what they did in hydroelectric and then they they choked a 4-1 l- lead in an in snd and we lose the tournament so sucks but we go forward and it's a dope freaking got to see the dynasty on live stream which as a fan was very good. I love that shit. That shit's awesome. And you know um yeah, you know the you know shout out to the f- flank for an amazing live stream. Shout out to just all of that content, dude. Call of Duty is making great content. I, I would get into it and check it out. Okay, this segment is done, and I'll see you on the next one. Hello, and welcome to the second segment of this podcast and we're gonna be talking about call of duty metas blueprints and the meta and of course in rank play tag 56 vaz nev if, if you really want to be a douchebag you use fucking cast off with a bunch of attachments i don't know them at the moment but you know i usually use smg if i really want to go t- try hard, I pull out the tack, but I usually really hope that my teammates like to run AR with a trophy, because it is easy, and, of course, hard, like, easy to use, hard to master, but really good stuff, and I just like running around with the Vaznev. I like doing rotations, I like Uh, catching spawns, that's my thing, you know, I've always been like that, and like every game I do, so, that's why I normally don't use the tag 56 in a rink, because, you know, you have to hold, you have to hold angles with that, you have to bait out people, you have to put the trophy in the objective, you gotta do call outs, and and I just like doing little call outs and running around, you know, like, it just takes a lot more to be a, a rifleman, in this game, you know, even though it's easy to use the gun, they just expect a lot more out of you. Of course, you know, the moment for an SMG is that rotation, that uh, spawn a block, or, um, you know, just like catching someone off guard, getting a two-piece. So, you know. Everything's important for the most part in rank, but for the the metas, I feel like you know you always want to have an SMG block spawns. You always want to have the the AR calling out going here, but when it comes to the weapons, you want to like have, you know, that clean stock or whatever the hell it's called. You know, oh well, yeah, I, I I I'll tell you the um, the SMG one because that's the only one I remember at the moment. It's um the Ozerak stock. True grip. Um I think it's um the FF the FSS Shark Pin and the Beruin Pendulum and you put that on your Vasnev and it just becomes a god gun. It does. <coughs> oh, sorry, smoking. But Friggin's it becomes a god gun, and it's really good, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're, if you master the Vaznev you could literally shoot that gun like a rifle, that's not, that's not me over exaggerating, so, uh, user beware, because, you know, if you don't hit your shot, you're dead, you know, if they hear your footsteps, you're dead, good luck, but, yeah, so, um, as I was saying, you know, I've been getting a lot of blueprints lately, I, I, I actually got the Valentine's Day one, ballistic love, I really like, um, the crossbow blueprint for it, and I like how it has the, uh, gas arrows, so it would, um, you know, uh, like stumble or stun a person around them or something if i if i kill them so that's good and i really bought it because of that and um i i i won a resurgence game with an mx9 and i picked it up i used it, it was really i really had a good time with it so when i saw that mx9 I was like, man, I really want that. And, then, and the attachments look really good. The Pro Tune as well. I'm... So, after I saw the, the... There's only two skins for the PMC. And one of them is in the Ballistic Love bundle. And after I saw that, it was like a done deal. Because I don't have any skins for the PMC. So... Got that skin for that, pretty cool stuff. And other blueprints I got. The main one I use is is um, Executive Warfighter Two, with um, that skin with a suit and the mask. And I love that one. You know, that's me. You know, that's what I like to be like. And so it, I like to rock that, get stuff done, look like a badass. Um, the briefcase blueprint from that is really good. I really enjoy that. These are not pro-tuned guns, but they are extremely DMZ-ready, and you can tune them your own specific way. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And there's another um, gun. It's um, a P90, and it's called the Broker. And I've been having a good time with this gun. This gun has been doing wonders for me. Now, it's not the gatekeeper, but it's still good for DMZ. And for the most part, that entire bundle has been doing wonders for me. But the one that really done wonders for me is the purple tracer pack. Purple uh, jolt. Um... You know, the skin's great, the girl looks great, that's cool, but that Heliotrope M4 is probably the most disgusting OP-tuned gun I've ever played in Warzone. I mean, I literally equipped that gun, and I am piecing... I am leaking on these fucking motherfuckers, dude, like, I'm literally shitting on everyone, like, it's so fucking gross, dude, like, it's unbelievable, and then the RPG that comes with it, I'm, I'm absolutely blanking on the, the name right now. But the RPG that also comes with that bundle is basically cheating. I mean, you you hit someone three times with that gun, they are down. With And it doesn't matter how much armor they have. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> it's actually fucked up. I will run with that map. I will run all over Ashika with that, dude. Like, no joke, dude. So... Those guns are just OP as shit. I expect them to get a little bit um, balanced out in a couple updates. Now, I don't know when this last update was. I don't know if it came out yet. I I believe Season 2 Reloaded is not out yet. So, I don't think there's been a big update yet. So, as far as I'm concerned, the KV Broadside is still long range shoots people with dragon breath rounds and it's like actually op as shit now it's not as bad now i mean if you hit if you hit your shots you you keep a distance it's not that big of a deal but for the most part if someone catches you you're literally just like a cooked fucking meal like they just light you up with fire you don't know what you can't see shit your fucking whole screen's lit up you're losing health. It's fucking actually painful. It's stupid. So, you know, you know, they're going, they've already announced they're going to be patching that. So that's cool. Because that's ridiculous. I mean, you're, you literally are seeing people across the map. You now you see the big fire breath r- 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 around just auto aiming at this guy. And he's just like. Ah. Fucking fucking torn apart, <laughs> <It's> fucking sad. <laughs> oh my god, but um, a lot Uh, some other blueprints I got. Um, I got the scavenger one with the coal, coal wolf, or something like that, and the um, the mini buck blueprint. Now, uh, the cor- coal wolf, or something. That's, um, attack 56 with a grenade launcher attachment with a a wolf skin. It's really, really good for DMZ. I mean, it really comes in handy with the grenade launcher. You run out of ammo. You get a a two-piece. They're knocked down. You know, they're running away. They're crawling away to get their revive. You pull out the grenade launcher. Boom, they're dead. (coughs) So... Um, been really liking that stuff. The scavenger skin, though, the same guy for the executive officer skin, except he has a big palette. Or I forget how I forget how you fucking say animal skin right now. Fuck, I'm over here blanking on words. Super fucking early, but um, he has. A fucking animal skin on his head he looks like he's been through fucking a bunch of wilderness and you run around shooting people with that every time i put that skin on people are like what the fuck is that what the fuck are you doing this is fucking hilarious when i when i, I put that skin on but uh, the guns in that one are pretty cool for the most part I like the mini buck more than attack 56 blueprint a lot of ammo easy to use accessible very nice gun Um, what other ones do I have hmm. I bought in a couple of them I mean, a long time ago, I bought Overgrown 2, and I still use that, That's just good. Uh, I bought Sleeper. So, Sleeper is a silencer bundle, and it comes with a P-890 Infiltrator b- Blueprint, and a Lockwood... Uh, DMR... Freaking... Uh, Lockwood... Marksman rifle... Fucking... Uh... Whatever... It has a... Silencer on it... And it's called... Active... Activated... I like it... Little... A little annoying to use... The suppressor... You know... You're not... It's a gun to be quiet... With... You're not supposed to make... Engagements... With this gun. You're supposed to already have the gun pre-aimed. You're supposed to be sneaky. It's You're supposed to hit the guy twice. And then pull out the pistol. Like it's not. Like the gun is meant for a specific way to play. And that's what some people got to realize. Because it's not like the gun's bad. It's just you're not using it how it's being explained. You know. So. I really like that one. The info the infiltrator pistol blueprint is wonders like it's accurate the, it has a big ass fucking si- silencer on it and it has power so it's just like it is OP OP as shit been using it a lot now if we're gonna go into metas um, we're gonna talk about uh, just a sh- shika island because everyone basically knows el Majra by now and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about building 21 and dmz but for the most part like in Warzone, um a island for the most part you have to like pick where you want to land immediately of course and what i said su- su- suggest is a Ash- ashika castle or residential Res, residential, and I recommend those two because, you know, you know. I also would like to recommend organic f- farms as well, because these three spots are very cru- crucial, I think, for staying alive, I think if you go to the beach clubs, city hall, the port, you're just like a living fucking, like, target bro like you're just you just waiting to die over there you know so i feel like at least at organic farms there is so much loot in those fucking pods those freaking little like little areas that they grow stuff in it's just like you go right in there there's not a, a second floor There's not a basement. It's just you and that guy in the loot, on the same floor. So you can just run through organic farms and just kill shit all day. And that's what I really like about that area is that it's very one dimensional and you don't have to worry about so many things. Not that I want the whole game to be that way i don't but for that specific area it makes sense and i like it now um residential it, it is um a really good spot too because the houses there are great for um not a hiding but making small strongholds for for strong for small uh Making strong Nah, I can't say it now, making sh- very small strongholds for very small situations, you know for in you know you, you know you, you only want to be there for so long and then you want to change what you're doing because at the same time in resurgence, the people you kill are coming back to that same area, they're tracking you. Nine times out of ten, they'll come after you, they're not gonna punk out, you know, it's not after we lose two or three people, and I know we're going to lose the gunfight over and over again, that I switch up spawns, and I make my team go somewhere else, and, but there, you know, there's a lot of... Loot in the houses. There's there's a garage in the upstairs area, and a couple houses with plenty of uh, loot, gas mask, money. Also, um, you know, there's a couple leveling areas, kind of like a big stair, so you you can go from there to there to there, and then in, in the, the the middle, if you go to a certain spot. It takes you to the bottom a- a- area underground, and then that ooh, that um, hill leads up to a Shika castle, where I feel like you know a resurgence player. That this is where you get a lot done here, you know, because if you can lock down the castle, you know you basically don't die until you decide to to play ball, you know, it's not like, it's not like up for chance, you know, it's like, if you go into a Sheikah castle in the beginning, you take everyone out, you respawn a couple times, you lock down the area, and, you know, you kill anyone that comes in the vicinity, you know, um, that is an amazing stronghold on top of that amazing loot on top of that it's a hot spot so you could take out a handful of squads there and just put the entire lobby and like like just cut cut the entire lobby in half and put them in like this standstill where you know they either retreat or you know they keep coming at us in risking a team wipe. And you know. You want to put that kind of pressure. On the enemy. Because he, especially in Call of Duty. These people do not give a fuck. You know. They smell a little bit of. W- w- weakness. You you hear the, the shit talking. And all that mile away. Now not in Ashika. Because they turned off. Um. Proxy. Himity chat, they turned that shit off, because people would literally be talking to each other in every which way direction, because you are so close to the enemy all the fucking time, so, it is one of those things, and another thing, in DMZ and in Warzone, people started using the player count in the lobby, uh, like, the lobby, um, audio lobbies you know where like it would tell you who has a microphone and a lot and you know like so they would go to that space on the menu go to the lobby see how many people are in the uh the game room the lobby and this was really bad in dmz because after a while people would just use that as a counter to see how many people are on the map And it would make the game less strenuous on them, which would decrease skill level overall, so they took out the lobby count entirely. So you can't even see how many people are in the games in Warzone and DMZ anymore. If you want to add them, you have to add them a different way now, because they're not in the lobbies anymore. So, like, there's not a way, like, there probably is a way somehow... Uh, they don't let you see the number count and who's alive and who isn't, you know, so, I mean, for, you know, that, that's just pretty cool, though, because it really did de- decrease skill level, made the game stupid, I mean, I was doing DMZ runs, and, and every time I would l- link up with another squad, they would, they would literally just be counting The player count. And and just. They would go off of that. To determine if they should do more stuff. Or less stuff. Or leave. Or not leave. Or if the the final extraction was safe or not. And that's just fucked up. You know you gotta. You're not playing the game at that point. You're just trying to gain skill. Like. (sighs) Re-experience, you know what I mean? All right, so building twenty-one. Um, I'm I'm actually a master at building twenty-one. I've been playing it ever since it came out. Before all that stuff. So in the beginning, you could just buy one. You could just get one card from a box, like a loot box. You could just get a card, and you could literally go. and Keep that card and keep going into building 21. It would never get you used like you would use it, but you would keep it so I Would just go in the building 21 over and over and over and over and over again until I got this silver talks And I mastered it. I mean I literally know spawns. I know where they spawn. I know the players move movements You know like I understand where they're spawning at and it's a little bit changed up now sometimes people stay in the back and now sometimes they understand there's a different route instead of going up the the main stairs into the third floor so if you're in the basement okay wherever you're at there is a team directly on your left side And you always want to go with the door. So there's a middle spawn in the parking garage. Where you're in the middle left and you're all the way in the back. And if you... So you stop, right? You're there. Bing, bing, bing. The light goes on. The game starts. You and your team should immediately run to the left side And then you'll run into an elevator, you hop over, you pass the elevator, and you can either wait for the enemy to spawn on the opposite side, or you can run all the way around and meet them there. Now, for the most part, people will, um like they'll spawn what second floor and they'll come downstairs and they'll collide with you and then because they'll want to either activate the door or get the or unlock the green access key card so from that spawn point in the middle left you you go you turn you take a left You hop out, you you pass the elevator, and by that time, you should already run into a squad and be in a fire fight. And depending on who knows what, what knowledge they have, you're going to win. Because if they don't know you're coming and, you know, they can hear proximity chat. In this very small level. And that's on purpose. So people can hear you. So if you have your microphone off. And you know these spawn points. You can literally get a free squaddle Wipe. Take all their guns. Take all their loot. And then you're in the game. And then after that you go upstairs. So from there you go upstairs. And right there you're at a restaurant. Alright. So you're like. You're like right there next to it, right? So you should run into a squad around here. And if you don't, it's because there's a lot of enemies. And they're in the hallway on the right. So you go. And you go into there. And this restaurant is a very meta spot. So you're on the second floor. You're near the the restaurant. And, you know, you either want to stay there and and you're gonna get a lot of bots and enemies like a lot of like bots and then you know if if you take them out and you hold for like five minutes you'll either hear someone talking and they'll be in the hallway across or they'll be um upstairs they could be the downstairs but by that time you either kill them all or you're already well known about that squad there's only four or What, four or six squads? I think only four squads in building 21. So, like, after you take out, like, one or two, like, you're basically, like, that's it. Like, you you just gotta worry about, uh, like, one squad and you're good, you know? But it it gets hard because, like, seriously, like, you can literally run into a squad like that. Like, it's like, boom. And so... Um, another spawn, the, the, like, so they have, like, three spawn points, you know, I think one is, like, three or four, because I know there's one spawn that's, that you, you, can take a back route, and these are all the, the basement ones, right, on the bottom floor, so, like, there's a spawn where you can, you're in, um, like, a closet area, like, a small little space, and you can turn around and go to a door, and go around instead of going straight. And then that will lead you to the black door. Which you can only get by killing pelican Which is the boss of the level. And you know you go from there. You go on rotation. And then bam you're near the archives. Not the archives but you know the security locks. And then you probably run into a squad in that area. And you're, bat- you're battling it out with... Spots while there's enemies trying to track you so that's another hot spot there and you know um, the other one is like instead of running past an elevator you're going straight to the green access door and then from there you want to either hold up there because there's a squad right behind you and that's the squad from the other spawn that I was just talking about. So they can either go behind them. And go into security locks. Or they can go straight. And they'll be directly behind you. Going to green access door. And you know. You you need to make a, a choice. Like are you going to let these guys pass? Are you going to try and kill them? Because they can hear your, your comms. Your talking. You opening up stuff. You changing guns. You re- reloading. So, you gotta make a a choice, like, every little movement can be heard, so, you know, you know, do what you will, but, you know, when you, that's why I always go after a squad, you know, if I'm on the second floor, I go straight for that restaurant, you know, I like, I don't give a fuck, like, that, that, that fucking, that restaurant spawn, like, that hotspot, Is that there's always a squad there. And there's other spots around too. Like, you know... um, I don't even really know. Those are really like the hot, hot spots. You know? I mean, for the most part... There's like an exercise area. That you might find someone there. But very rarely. There's um... There's another... Side of the second floor so if you don't go on the restaurant side and you go on the other side of the s- uh, second floor you'll run into the red access door and the red access door is a middle and what people don't understand that's a middle ground for you and the other players spawn so if you go to one of the rooms at the end of the hall, the small hall where the red red access door is, you go inside the right r- room, or the l- the l- left if you want, and you hold the corner, and you just hold the door. Guaranteed squad in five m- m- five minutes. Guaranteed squad in five, because the most likely the, the security locks haven't been d- done yet and that is a, like, the red access door is a middle ground, because if that squad from the first uh, spawn I talked about, if they don't, uh, you know, go past an an elevator and stuff, like, like, say they go past the the elevator, they don't run into a squad, or they kill the squad, they can go upstairs and run into you at red, door, in that made a point, and then, and see, it, but see, if you know that, you can hold that angle at that doorway in the hallway, and they'll run past you, and you can get the kill, and start, and there'll be one man down of a 3v3, and then, boom, you do call outs, you call ro- rotations, boom, dead, 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 so, yeah, you know, but, you know, uh, you know, if you want a good advice on how to escape, stay away from the wheels and, and don't talk. Just run. So that was Where's the Fire podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed and I will see you guys on the next one. to be live streaming on twitch dot tv slash stylus nine and i know that is a big fucking username and i'm sorry but copy and paste the link and check me out i'm i am online almost every other day at 10 o'clock in the morning for a couple hours come hit up your boy come say what's up you know i might be looking at chat i might not you know i sometimes i get so into the game i just don't even fucking look at chat but come check it out man peace